Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And happy shiny day, everyone! Yay! It's so perfect that we are recording this episode on shiny day, the 13th anniversary of our dear, beloved, ultimate group. Shiny! Shiny! 13 beautiful years of shiny. It's so... Wow, how blessed we all are. I know. And then Tamin is going to go right off into the military as soon as this month is over. And he will come out right in time for year 15. Hell yeah. The timing is so beautiful. Good work. It's like somebody planned it or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's. I mean, we'll get to it. Um but yes, if you couldn't tell from the title, today's episode is the long-awaited, much-asked-for deep dive into the solo career of Shiny's Maknae, Taemin. <sighs> Y'all have been asking for this for so long, and we said he has to enlist first. Mm -hmm. And so we finally, we yeah. made it to that day. We made it! Looks like we made, we made it! it. Oh, man. Yeah, this is definitely our most requested episode. So uh, we promised it was coming, and here it is. And here it so is. So this will be just like all our other deep dives. We will uh, start out with some general facts and statistics about the artist, and then we'll go chronologically through a timeline of their career from their solo debut up until today. Because Timine is part of Shiny as well, we've already done two separate deep dives <laughs> yeah. on Shiny. Um, so if you're interested, if you're new here and you have not heard those episodes, please go back. Um, and that is where we'll cover all of his boy group uh, agendas. But yeah. today is just about Timine on his own, our only ace. Yes. I want to be your only ace. Um, well. All deep dives start with a conversation about who does the artist or group we are about to cover, how do they, what do they mean to us as hosts, where are we coming from? Um, and again, if you're new here, uh, we are very hardcore shawls, like shiny is our favorite thing. Um, and I had the realization when we started talking about doing this episode that like, Taemin is my shiny gateway. Like... He's the most important part because my K-pop origin story, if you haven't heard it before, to quickly reiterate, I like found a, saw a Girls' Generation music video, then found an A-Pink album. And when I was like two days into listening to K-pop, I heard that one of the A-Pink members was married to mm -hmm. a guy in a boy group and they had a reality show. And I, not know, understanding anything, totally thought this was a Jessica Simpson and Nicholas Shea Real marriage. And that they were really <laughs> married. So I immediately had to find this show. Quickly found out that it was just like a silly reality show where celebrities pretend to be married. But, and both of them were teenagers. Yes. <laughs> Freshly 20, both of them. It was nuts. And anyway, 
so that was my first exposure to Timmy. But to I was thinking about like what did I think of him back then, and I feel like when he was introduced to me on We Got Married, like he looks like he stepped out of a manga. Like he has mm-hmm. anime boy like energy so bad, and his hair was like blonde and, and he fluffy. had poofy hair, and he was wearing mm-hmm. this like insane hat, and he had like a little cardigan around his shoulders. And to me, he seemed like I don't want to say spoiled. Cause that's like too negative, but maybe like sheltered. Like he seemed like mm. a prince who grew up in a castle and got to go outside for the first time. Like that was the energy <laughs> that I got from this boy. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. First time out in the world. But honestly, like that's, that's a, I think a very fair assessment when we get into like a quick summary of his career, like you'll see why, but yeah, he has a very, um, like sort of wide eyed, um, naivete (laughs) about him. So I met Um, him as this very like awkward, like being forced to be a boyfriend kind of character. mm -hmm. And I didn't watch a single shiny music video until I was nine episodes deep into this show. So like, I totally like knew him as his offstage taming persona and onstage taming is a completely different human being. Like it's so wild. So anyway, because of taming, I saw shiny for the first time and then my heart grew 10 sizes like the Grinch and I was changed forever. Um, (laughs) So he'll always be extra special because like, he's the one who led me to the rest of them. And isn't that nice? (laughs) Yes. I mean, that is very, that is, that's irreplaceable. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, obviously, if you had never encountered Timin, I would have never found Shiny either because right. my origin story is linked to yours. Um, but Timin is also interesting as like a member of Shiny for me because he his solo debut came out right around the time that I got into K-pop. Yeah. And so I was like right there ready. And I was like, ooh, I know him. <laughs> and so... I was able to follow that and that was so fun. And I've, he, I think his solo work, obviously we're going to talk about it, but very unique, uh, from his work in shiny and I love it so much. And like, I just like his solo work is so important to me. I listen to it all the time and I own all of it. Um, yeah. And so I don't know, it's just like a, have, I feel like I have a different relationship with like Maknae Shiny and a different relationship with solo artists. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wait, I just said Maknae Shiny. Shiny Maknae Timin versus solo artist Timin. Absolutely. To me, I feel like I have different relationships with them because like <laughs> knowing, t- like meeting Timin through the context of like Shiny, you always see him in the company of his members. Mm-hmm. And like that's a, that brings out a certain side of his personality that is not necessarily there when he's on his own. Like, he is a very serious artist mm-hmm. um, and I just love like seeing the like process of the work that he makes. It's so thoughtful um, and it's just like really entrancing to watch. Yeah. I just think he's like such a phenomenon as a solo artist. Um, so I'm so excited yes. to do this episode um, because obviously I hold both sides of Timmy and very dear mm-hmm. to my heart. When you were like, what does he mean to us? My first thought was like, everything. (laughs) How could I even put that into words? The answer is everything. (laughs) 
Um, well, let's try to put it into some words for the let's people. Let's do it. Let's dive in. And introduce them to our Timini. Timini. Um, so his birth name is Lee Temin. It's not a stage name. That's the name his mama mm. gave him. Um, and he was born on July 18th in 1993 in Seoul, South Korea. And he is currently, as of this recording, 27 years old. His zodiac sign is a cancer, and he was born in the year of the rooster, which is apparently known for producing pretty people. Yeah, I read that people born in the year of the rooster were usually very beautiful, and so they enjoyed to dress up. And I was like, Timmy does love to dress up, and he is beautiful. He is beautiful. (laughs) Um, His individual fandom name um, in the shiny fandom is Timmints, with a T, Mm -hmm. like mint. Like a mint. Yes. Um, and he has his own official color, which is yellow. Yeah. Is that, that's also his color in shiny, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of that one, the shiny world where they're all like dressed Wearing like Powerpuff their Girls. And their little I'm pretty sure he's in yellow. I think yellow. he's yellow. Yeah. Um, He has a lot of loving nicknames. Some of them are industry names that he's been given by like the Korean media. And some of them are just fandom nicknames. Um, So he's known as the idol's idol because a lot of idols when asked like why they wanted to become an idol. He is listed as an inspiration for many of them. And we've talked, we mention them all the time. Yes. (laughs) I love it when an idol shouts them out. If your faves debuted at any point in the last 12 years, they probably credit Tamina as an inspiration mm-hmm. for them. 100%. Um, because of that, he's also known, and his solo debut, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, he is also known as either K-pop's ace or just the ace. Kind of depends on like which countries <laughs> is reporting on that. Um, he's known as Magic Hands along with Kai from EXO. Both of them are known to have that sort of, um, let's say, ditzy ability to lose what lose or break lose or whatever break they are holding. Whatever they touch is going to disappear. So that's the magic or shatter. <laughs> Um, And we also call him Tem and Timini. Of course, those are just like shortened versions of his name. Um, our sweet I was- Timino. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was watching. I added this one in. I was watching We Got Married today while I worked because, again, I just wanted to go back. I just wanted to go back and remember. Um, And he and all of them keep referring to him as Uripapo Temin, which means, like, our stupid little Temin. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's just very, he's just very sweet I don't know he just yeah (laughs) he just he just is our oh sweet Timmin um he is of course the dancing machine he is the main dancer of shiny um and dance is a huge part of his artistic persona as well um and fairly recently when shiny came back with their uh story of light our sweet Chemino dubbed him Baby Cheese. Um, so now yes. he's also known as our sweet Baby Cheese. So you will see the like cheese emoticon or emoji used yes. to represent Timmy a lot of the time. Yes. 
you can watch that in a shiny's back episode they go shopping and Mino says would you like this organic baby cheese for babies and they like <laughs> buy he like buys it for him and then when they get in the car he's like oh he got his baby cheese so then everyone just started calling him baby cheese and he is a baby cheese it's such a good nickname it really is it's it's so fitting especially when he like smiles and he makes his, he does his so big six mm-hmm Numbers of his career, he's got four studio albums, six EPs, 17 singles, and 17 music videos. So far, he has received 35 award nominations and 14 wins, including two Best Solo Artists from 2020, three Golden Discs, and three Mamas. Um, some more fun facts about Tamin that I tried to come up with today. Um, he plays the piano very well, mm-hmm. and he's been working it into his work uh, in the past couple of years more. He speaks fluent Japanese, and as of recently, he speaks intermediate English, and he gets better <laughs> every day. Um, he has a new baby kitten. Her name is Kungi. Um, and his she's so cute. She's so cute. His family also has two poodles named Adam and Eve, though they are both boys. Um, he has two tattoos that we know of. One is mm-hmm. a like heart on fire on the inside of his arm, and then he has a giant hip tattoo, which he just told us two days ago is of a peony flower. Yes, he revealed that just recently. We knew we saw hints of it, but he officially revealed that tattoo in his most recent comeback, where I think he also has another uh, tattoo on his opposite rib. Um, you can like catch a peek of it in one in one of those crop top scenes, mm-hmm. but it's not clear what the full image is, and he hasn't publicly addressed that one. So, sure. to confirm, to confirm, mm-hmm. um, Tamin is also a devout Catholic. Um, And his Catholic name is Francesco. Um, And as I mentioned a second ago, the emoticon 6v6 is his like unofficial signature because that's what his face looks like is like a two sixes in the little. (laughs) So that's his like signature emoticon is 6v6. Um, And if you would like to follow Timin on social media, it might be quiet for a little bit, but. You can scroll back. He's at <laughs> LM, and then I'm pretty sure it's five underscores LTM. But if you do LM underscore, it's the one with the check mark. Mm-hmm. He's the real one. But that's Timmy on Instagram. So those are some fast facts about Taming Big Picture up top. Timeline yes. time. Timeline time. So before he debuted as a solo artist, like we said, he debuted with uh, the boy group Shiny, SM boy group Shiny, on May 25th, 2008. Timmy was 14 at the time, so one of the youngest debuts. Um, And pre-debut... He had started training in 2005 after passing an SM open call audition. So he has been uh, with SM since he was about 11 or 12. Um, so it's so very more interesting. more than half will... of his life. Exactly. And that will come up. Like, And he talks about that a lot in his interviews. And I think when you were talking about his like prince coming out of the castle for the first time, in a lot of ways that kind of is a very accurate uh-huh. analogy because he started this like very strict training regime from such a young age and then debuted as a professional when he was 14 like yeah. you know he and boa have a lot in common they do um 
Then he also has some other associated acts, uh, things that he did on the side of Shiny, like through SM before debuting as a solo artist. He was a part of SM The Performance, which is like one of those, uh, you know, like SM The Ballad, like collab sort of things of dancers uh, from the SM barn crew (laughs) whatever yeah (laughs) the stable that's full of SM boys I don't know the closet I guess (laughs) I don't know the like cupboard filled with people um he was also part of unique unit um we've talked about this little subunit before um because it technically is a co-ed subunit although it was temporary this was a collaboration from 2012 between SM and Hyundai um and it also had super juniors on yuck uh girls generation Generations Hyo, S Super Juniors Henry, and then Exos Kai and Luhan. But that was a short-lived thing. And then, of course, most recently he came out. He uh, he was a part of Super M um, with uh, the members of NCT and EXO as well. You know who they are. You know who they are. Honestly, I just like tripped over naming all of these other people. I was like, Ugh, I don't think you I don't know, know who's in this, right? I don't know. Most Whatever. of you, I know <laughs> a percentage of you only know Taming of the Super M members, so you know who the others are. Come on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Welcome anybody who only knows Timmy as a Super yeah, M. for sure. Uh, as a piece of Super M. What a fun what treat fun you're, about, you're to about to go on. Yeah. Um, lucky you. So that was in 2012, that uh, unique unit. And then the next year in 2013, he was, like you mentioned, a part of We Got Married. Um, And then in 2014, August 18th, he made his solo debut with the EP Ace. And the lead single was called Danger. Um, the choreography for Danger was choreographed by a an American uh, choreographer here in LA named Ian Eastwood. Um, he's a performer at the Millennium Dance Complex. If you watch like dance videos on YouTube, you might be familiar with them. Um, and Tamin traveled to LA to like learn the choreo. There's whole videos of them learning it together and stuff. Um, what else? Yes, I uh, read in an interview. So Timin, when he promoted this, um, he went on Jong Yun's radio show Blue Night, and they talked about the um, you know the preparations for this album. And he said that he had gone to meet the choreographer only a week before uh, shooting the music video, and the choreographer was really surprised that he could just watch the move and then like copy it right away um but he said that he accredited that to like the systemic training that the k-pop idols have right so they have already the basic foundation of like they already speak this language they know the move so they always put the pieces think about that thing that jackson said jackson said Mm -hmm. jackson wang said on an episode of roommate once that jyp trainees have to learn like a thousand individual moves and they're like the dance dictionary and once you know how to do those then like you can pick up choreo really easy because you've learned the language exactly pop dancing 
Yeah. And that's kind of how, and that was exactly what I thought of when I read this interview. Um, because Tamin says Korean idol entertainment is very systemic. So our basic skills are solid to a foreign dancer. Who's new to such a system. It looks fresh for me to copy him so well. And John Young said, uh, yes, I heard he found it amazing, but it's very common in Korea. Um, so it's just (laughs) kind of that idea of like, yeah, I already know the you're just like learning a new, learning a new yeah. sentence. And I love that analogy. So thank you, Jackson. Um, let's see. What else did I have written down? Oh, that Blue Knight interview is really great. There is a transcription like available if you Google it. Um, it came up pretty quickly um, when I looked into it. So if you're interested in reading more of it. But we always talk about the um, input that artists have into their own mm-hmm. into their own albums. And Tamin, I think, is known very well for being like an artist who has a very specific voice. Mm. Um, and in this interview, they talked about Jong Yun asked him like, "How was it the process of like creating this?" And Tamin did admit that he clashed with the company about making certain decisions. Um, they had talked a lot about he said that they had talked a lot about like the ideas that he wanted uh, in the planning process and then when it came to the execution um they made their own decisions and so he kind of like pushed back on that eventually but um so he did say in percentage there are more of the company's ideas in it but it's my first album and the company is more experienced so i trusted the company it's not like i'm discontented um however that to me that sounds like there's a lot of shit i wanted to do that they didn't let me so to mean right away i think it's important to note like has a very specific vision for what he wants his music to be absolutely um and I really appreciated that interview that they, you know, talk, spoke so frankly about it. I feel like we don't get that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and speaking of that vision, the vision of danger is very interesting in that um, it feels like it has a very stark black and white kind of contrast thing going with it. Um, Tamin has both black and white hair in the music video. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about Tamin's hair choices for every comeback because there's a pattern and it's important. But he yes. starts with both black and white hair in his first music video. Um, and he promoted with both too. Um, like he would alternate uh, at the music shows, uh-huh. which ones, which one he had. Um, and like the styling for the music video and just an early plug, if you're a Patreon member, we will be watching all the music videos together. Um, so more on the visuals in, on mm-hmm. Patreon. But yeah, more on the visuals and the choreography. We'll be diving more deeply into the choreo in our Patreon. Because we'll get to look at it. Um, yeah. But the styling for uh, Ace or for Danger was like sparkly suit jackets or leather jackets, mostly in maroon or black color palettes. Um, And then the big like statement piece is that he had a huge nose ring chain that went from his Mm -hmm. ear, like both ears to the middle of his nose. It's very intense. And I feel like that most Tamian music videos have like at least one real fashion piece. And I Mm -hmm. think the nose chain in danger is the biggest absolutely uh, also topless topless under the jacket topless or mesh under the jacket also small uh like uh clockwork orange bowler hats with a little face net yes yes pretty um and the lyrics to danger are um there i mean all of Tamin's lyrics are pretty like poetic but it's generally like danger i'm gonna steal your heart away from tonight like you'll disappear in the night because i'm gonna steal you 
Mm-hmm. Danger. Yes. <laughs> but, and I will say Timin does not write me- most of his own mm-hmm. songs. Um, there are a few songs that I'll make note of it um, when he starts to get some, some credits on his album. But he has a big as he goes on like a bigger say in what gets put into his albums and how it looks in the end, but he doesn't write a lot of music himself. He's not a composer. No, but this debut album has some good composing from his friends on it. Um, There's a B side called Ace, which is the uh, title of the album. And it was written by Changmin from uh, TVXQ. And then there's also a song called pretty boy. That was written by uh, Taemin's shiny member Jonghyun uh, about him and how he is a pretty boy. Uh, mm-hmm. And Kai from EXO is featured in that song. I say yeah, that he's so a featured loosely because he barely does anything, but it's fine. It's, there are he's pretty just boy there to stages. be pretty. That's yes, the point. Just there That's to be the pretty. point. <laughs> yeah, I love. I stand by Pretty Boy. It's, it's like good. the silliest song on that EP. The whole EP is great. Like the horns are great. The horns make you want to shake your ass. Yes. And I don't apologize for standing Pretty Boy. That's, I think it's I don't a think fun you should. fucking song. I don't think you should. I love it. Um, in that Blue Knight interview, the some listeners asked, like, why didn't you ask uh, any of the shiny members to feature instead of, instead of Kai? Um, and he said that he wanted to... He didn't want to have any shiny vocals on it because then he said it would sound like shiny and it wouldn't sound like himself. Mm. Um, so he was really happy to have Jong like behind the scenes and like putting his input in that way. But he didn't want to have any other shiny voices to it. And Jong described it in a really nice way, way where he said that, um, you know, like shiny, of course, has its own very specific color. And as a one fifth of shiny, you will obviously already like bring that into your solo work. So it was good of you to not put more into the mix so that you could really like shine on your own. And I thought that was beautiful. That's very nice. It's a really great interview. This album received three end-of-the-year awards, including the Bonsang at the Golden Disc, which is one of the bigger awards of the night. Um, He got two music show wins with Danger, and uh, the EP ranked number one on the Gown album, number two on the Billboard Worlds, and the single Danger went to number five on the Gown Weekly chart. Very nice. So that was Taemin's solo debut, Ace. Danger! Um, two years later, on February 23rd, 2016, he put out his first LP, like full album, and it was entitled Press It. And the main single was Press Your Number. This song was uh, produced by Bruno Mars, along with a lot of other people, but they put Mm -hmm. Bruno Mars' name really big on the poster. Um, And speaking of the poster, when the teaser images for this album dropped, the teaser image was Temin about to kiss another Temin, and people Mm -hmm. went bananas Bananas! Bananas over it. Um, But Press Your Number is, uh, like... 
So hair journey at this point, he had blonde hair and it was shorter and either worn in a bowl cut or like pushed back and tall. Um, but the, the premise of the press your number music video is that Tamin is like a criminal and he leads a gang and he has a gun and he robs a store and his friends all get arrested. And then there's flashes at the end where like maybe he got his girlfriend kidnapped and he's trying to forget that he did that. And like, he's bad. He's done bad things. Um, so mm-hmm. the styling is very like hoodies and jeans and like, I'm a criminal or he wore like fluffy pirate shirts and like fancy loafers. It was like a yeah, very dichotomy kind of. Yeah, the music video and uh, there he released the music video and he also did I think two different performance versions of it. Um and the like criminal side is like yeah, he's like an LA street gang or something. Uh-huh. And then uh he's also in this room that looks like it's Versailles or something. Like a it palace. has this like yeah. yeah, a palace room and he's wearing this like gorgeous like princely like crushed wine like suit and this like fluffy fluffy shirt shirt. and his bowl cut has weird bangs like his i remember very specifically that the bangs have like Mm. a chunk like geometric chunks cut out of cut out of them um so that was a choice (laughs) yeah um but press your number lyrically is like very very sexy poetry about desperately wanting to call your ex because ooh, there's something about her body 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 and you miss her mm-hmm. body 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 body, body. <laughs> and Tamin did write the lyrics uh to this song so he he actually talked about how because of course he got asked by everybody like did you get to meet bruno mars and he was like no <laughs> of course not um, but he talked about how he had to rewrite the lyrics to make it more appealing for a Korean audience. Um, I don't know mm. what exactly that means. Um, but yes, he wrote those. He also has, uh, he wrote Soldier, um, which is a B-side off of the album. And this album did feature another Jong Yun song, um, which is called Already. Um, there was also a really great b-side on this album that i feel like was promoted just as much as press your number it felt like a double release to me Um, and Mm -hmm. that song is called drip drop Um, and as you wrote here let the unnamed female backup vocalist mysteries begin because from here on out, there will be an, a song on every single Taming album where there is a girl voice in the background and it is not credited. And who is mm-hmm. it? Who, who is, is it? it? <laughs> um, but this is also a really cool music video that was filmed like out in the desert in California. And it's like a mostly one take music video and the dancers mm-hmm. have like dirt on their pants because they're like rolling in the dirt and it just feels very like real and raw it's a great music video please watch it if you haven't yes yeah 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 I yeah I love drip drop I I think that was for me like the stronger I liked that one I think a little, a little more better, than yeah. pressure number also because pressure number does have one of my biggest pet peeves which is weird English mm-hmm. um you know pressure number as a saying for calling you sure. um is kind of odd like that's not an idiom or a phrase right. uh that's not natural English but it's fine <laughs> um but drip drop is so great I thought that it also like fit so and this was 2016 so mm-hmm. then like 
when uh when the summer then, like happened. the watery yeah like view and then the summer happened and we got like view and we and got she is, is and, and we got Tiffany free and somebody and ta- yes and uh, oh my god sm like this like started this off was a such good a time. beautiful watery year oh my god um so drip drop is amazing I do think that the female backup, the female backup vocals in this is sulky, but that's unconfirmed. Sure. Um, it's unconfirmed. Um, so that was the first LP. Press it unless you have other things to say about it. Let's see. Yes. Okay. Some records and st- some and numbers because we love those. Yes. Uh, it press ranked. Your press your numbers. <laughs> good one. Good one. So number one on the gown. Number two, Billboard World's. Um, on, on the monthly chart, it went to number two on the gown. Um, it also broke the record for the first week physical albums sold by a solo artist. Um, this record was previously held by G Dragon since 2012. Wow. Um, so for one of a kind. Um, the album received four music show wins on the show, Show Champion, M Countdown, and Music Bank. Um, and he spoke about how he had a lot more say in choosing which songs uh, went into this uh, album. And so this time he uh, did have the lyric cred uh, or a couple of the lyric creds. And then he also, I think, had a lot more say in the um, overall composition of the album itself. Um, he even talked about how the last song on the album, Hypnosis, was originally supposed to be on Ace, but he wanted to hold it and wait for it. So he he chose that one as the as the closer. Yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to mention about this album, but speaking of like Taming having input on the collaborators, both of the music videos for Pressing Number and Drip Drop were um, produced, directed by uh, um, someone named Joel Bomjin. Um, and he will come up again because Tamin says that this is a director that he gets along with and that he feels like they understand each other. Um, oh, cool. So, yeah. Tamin, I think, is like another interesting artist to follow his full career. I think this is one of the reasons that I've always loved him as a solo artist like this thoughtful piece comes in Mm -hmm. because once he finds somebody that he works with well, he works with them repeatedly. Um, And they really like find a great like groove together. And I feel like he is an artist who clearly thrives off of the like collaborative process. And it's really interesting to see the, the sort of people he collects um, that he like come, that he comes back to and they, and they produce like such incredible things such as, uh (laughs) this next one same year july 27th 2016 Tamin made his japanese debut with an ep called sayonara hitori playing the clip right now and we don't often talk about Japanese comebacks in deep dives because um, it usually just clouds things but I feel like in the case of Taemin it's very important because he's mm-hmm. huge in Japan um, so this was his debut over there yes and the uh, title track is same as the uh, as the EP which translates to solitary goodbye um, and so I think like similar to the way that we had to cover 
Boa's Japanese career, yeah. we have to cover Timmy's Japanese career because he is so popular. And I think it's worth noting also that his, especially at the beginning, I would say it's not really true anymore. Like his Japanese and Korean solo artist personas, I think at this point in his career, like 2021, have very well merged. Right. But at the beginning, they were very different. Like I was Sayonara so Hitori. alienated by this debut. I didn't know oh, what to yeah. do with it. I remember just not knowing what to do with it. It's so Final Fantasy. It's like so over the top. And I love Timmy's drama. Like uh-huh. I love that about him. But this was too, it was in a direction that I, yeah, like I couldn't, I like didn't connect with. For sure. Um, and it was, but it was choreographed by uh, a dancer named Koharu Shugawara. We have mentioned her before and she will come up later. Um, so they worked together on this choreography. And then that same month, they also performed together on the first two episodes of a show called Hit the Stage. Um, they were on like the premiere episodes of this show and they won first place um right because they're stinking amazing (laughs) Um, uh the the dance is like very incredible to watch and we saw him do it live uh at the super m concert i didn't see him do anything because i was hysterically (laughs) sobbing on the floor i saw nothing (laughs) i saw nothing Timmy was there and i saw nothing i was just crying I was just <laughs> crying, but I know that it happened. I watched a video of it today. I watched a video of the Super M of his performance, and I was like, he was wearing a hat? Like, didn't see it. Was just crying. Didn't see it. <laughs> it is an incredible dance to see. It's a lot of, like, arms and jumping, and he usually does it wearing something, uh, like a jacket that has a ton of ribbons on it because it's a lot of, like, spinning. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, so that is his uh, Japanese debut, and it's a it's a big deal. We'll come back to his Japanese career. Yeah, and aesthetically, his hair is white for this comeback. Oh, check yeah. I check off a white hair, um, and then the music video. He's wearing a kimono with like black mm-hmm. pants and a t shirt. It's like kind of simple. Um, but there's like a broken piano on a cliff in the middle of nowhere and there's like a moon that's like way too big. So it just in that Final Fantasy way, it just seems to take place nowhere. Yeah. And he's yeah, just yeah. sad on this piano because the lyrics are like, don't be sad, my love. Like, we have to part, but at least flowers still grow in this world. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. brother. It's so <laughs> it's so much. But I am glad that you brought up the piano because Mm -hmm. uh, the piano is very important to Timmy's identity as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, And he it features in this. But it also we didn't mention it for the press your number uh, promotions. But he put out this uh, like teaser medley video. And I remember that being like one of the first times that I'd seen an artist do that for their album. Do you remember that? I remember it. Yes. And then it's like a performance video. And the spotlight. And it's all like one take and he goes yeah. and he like does Did like he like performs a medley, a medley yeah. of it and it part of it is him playing the piano and then at a certain point he like dances on the piano um but he recently and it's going to continue so we'll just to note it's featuring mm-hmm. the piano and it, it's important yeah the piano it's important all right next thing on the timeline July 1st and 2nd, 2017, Taemin had his first solo concert in Japan. Uh, It was titled Taemin the First Stage. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took place at the Nopon 
Budokan. Nopon Budokan. And apparently the Beatles and Celine Dion have also played here. So big deal. Yeah. Uh, this is an arena that's in Tokyo. Um, and of course, uh, both stages were sold out for a total of twenty more than 28,000 attendees uh, for his first solo for his first solo series. Um, and that same month in July, he came out again with a second Japanese EP. So he took this year to kind of like focus on Japan for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he put out his second Japanese EP, which was with the same titled track, Flame of Love. This song he did originally debut at the concert tour that happened at the beginning of this month. Um, And yeah, it was just a little five track mini, sold 41,000 physical copies and went to number one on the Oricon chart. Um, I also read that a Japanese visual artist and photographer named Mika Ninagawa shot the photo book for Flame of Love. And she's known for like ultra bright pictures of nature, of fish and flowers, like specifically. Mm. So the photo book has Taemin laying in like big fields of flowers and stuff and is quite brightly colored compared to some of his other um, album jackets up to this point. So I thought that was interesting. It's cool. Like, I feel like he... It's neat that he seems to always find, like, artists and cool people to, like, do his albums. Yeah, well, and we talked about this in the Shiny, in the, like, very first Shiny episode, um, but that was always part of Shiny's concept, too, is, like, finding up-and-coming artists and, like, uh, things that are not, like, necessarily very well-known in order to inform the look and concept of the next album. So he must have brought that brought that in with him um but the music video visuals are not super bright like this one is another one where it takes place like nowhere yeah this the music video Mm -hmm. takes place in absolutely nowhere and he stylistically for every performance of this is wearing a very large suit that's almost straight jacket-esque the jacket is cropped but the pants are shredded from the knees down and then there's just like strings and belts hanging all Mm -hmm. off of it because the dance is like so modern and like whippy around and the costume like helps sell it. Yeah. Um, Cause the lyrics. In a similar way to Sayonara Hituri. Yeah. And the, in the music video, it's very simple until he catches on fire at some point in the middle because oh, yeah. the lyrics are like, I miss you, but I'm still holding onto these like sparks of our love and they mm. burn me, but like, I won't let go. Always so emo. Always so emo. The drama. The drama. Um, but also his hair was black. So we're... <laughs> it's always yes. back and forth. Back and his forth, hair is black and, and there's a lady in this music video. Yes. A very uh, uh, quiet looking white girl. Yes. Who they always very primly. eyebrowless white girls to be yes, the girls in music do. videos. I don't get it. Me either. <laughs> um, but he like very awkwardly sits with his arm around her shoulder on a car or something and then like she, that. Like, I don't know. To flames or whatever. Yeah. And at a certain point, she's like hanging. Yeah. Like, she's just she's like floating like exorcist <laughs> style like in the sky, and he's like dancing underneath. I don't know. It's uh, like I said, his his uh, original <laughs> his debut Japanese artist persona 
was quite dramatic in a different style than his Korean persona was for sure. And also, I don't know if it is, but every time I see his arm tattoo, I sing flame of love because it's a heart on fire. So I feel like that's what it is. Like, I think it's his flame of love tattoo. That's probably true. (laughs) It's probably true. Um, but he couldn't leave his Korean audience alone for too long. So uh, right after his Flame of Love came out the next month, August, uh, from August 25th to the 27th in 2017, he put on his first Korean concert, which was titled Off Sick. Uh, and it originally was planned for just two nights at the Olympic Hall, but the first two nights sold out so quickly that they immediately added a third date. Um, and they later on in the year, year actually put on an encore series uh in october and november um so this series was or this concert was so in demand um, that it went from three nights or it went from two days in august to three days to then an additional two two nights in october in korea at a different arena a larger arena Uh and three nights in November in two different cities in Japan. So there were over 55,000 attendees for the total series. And it was one that just as soon as it started, everyone said, I have to go to this. Please put on more shows. Of course. So they did. You have to. (laughs) You have to. And I think I couldn't find, I couldn't confirm this of which tour it was, but I think this is the one that was directed by uh, Reno uh, Nakasuni, the one, the choreographer who choreographed Replay. I know that she directed one of, one or more of his tours, and I think it was this one, but it also may have been the one where he had blue hair, and maybe that was the first one. Mm. I don't remember. It was hard to, I couldn't find those types of credits were difficult to find of like who directed the tour. Right. Um, but I know just as like a shout out to the fact that he collaborates with people, he like consistently, um, he has had Reno, who is a very popular SM choreographer. We've mentioned her before for sure. And she has, de- she has directed one or more of his tours. For sure. Um, all right. So then, in the middle of all this, in between these August and October dates, on October 16th, 2017, uh, Tamin released his second full album entitled Move. And I'm not playing a clip right now because we have to watch it at the end because it's his most popular music video. And that's what we always do in Mm -hmm. deep dive episodes. So we'll watch that all together at the end. But Move is also known as the cultural reset of the 21st century. Yeah, Duh. this the world was never the same. And this is definitely like it this is so far the defining moment of Timmy's career. I, I agree. think like I mean, you can definitely argue that I mean, he's never made a flop, right? Like and no. so you can definitely argue that all of his albums are like a very purposeful side of himself. But this was a f- fucking phenomenon like this was when everybody started paying attention this is when i believed he was a grown-up finally i feel like i (laughs) believed that timin was a grown-up when he put this out that is fair (laughs) um because this is a very mature album and this also i think really was the first time 
that Temin was able to have a global stage in which he could vocalize exactly what kind of identity he wanted to have as an artist. Um, and this song, so just basic facts before we dive into like artist statements. Um, the EP went to number two on the weekly gown and number three on the U S billboard world. Um, he won the mama for the best dance solo performance. Um, and this song was listed as one of the 25 best K-pop songs of the 2010s by medium. Um, and originally the song love was intended to be the title track. Um, but to means the company wanted him to, to have love be the title, but he wanted it to be move, um, specifically because he thought it would show his true identity as an artist. And he's quoted as saying, my aim was to find a middle ground, mixing both masculine and feminine movements into the choreography together. My body shape is like that of a dancer's. It's not too masculine or overly muscular. And I wanted to take advantage of that i thought i could show the soft lines like the dance movements of a ballet dancer by adding subtlety to my choreography i wanted to break the idea of what male performers are supposed to show what performances girl groups are supposed to show i really wanted to break those labels showing that dance is a form of art uh, and the choreography, this is a, another collaboration with Koharu Shugawara, and she is featured in a duo version of the music video. Um, and the choreography was focused on creating, like he said, those nuanced small movements. And they were three versions of the music video so that the choreo would look both impossible and possible. Um, My personal favorite about... is the duo version, if Me anyone's too. asking. <laughs> Me too. Um, but I think this is a significant like visual statement Absolutely. for Timmin because he's got his like flock of backup dancers um, and that becomes like an iconic Timmin thing, I think, to be like in the middle of these like gorgeous female dancers yes, the who girl are doing dancers specifically. the, ex yes, and they're doing the same choreography that he is. They are not doing complementary choreo. They're always doing the same movements and if he also has male backup dancers, the females almost always come out first or they're mixed. It's like never the men first, which I always think is interesting because then you see the the chorus or whatever it is it, done by women and then you see like the men do it. Um, but this one just has ladies. Yes. Just him and ladies. Um, and for hair choices this time, he had a shaved under short, short uh, mm -hmm. undercut it was kind of silvery but it was a little it was kind of bowl cutty yeah. it was because it was pretty, he almost, i mean he that's like a go-to haircut for him he's a bowl cut boy um but then stylistically he always was wearing tank tops for this comeback sometimes they were turtleneck tank tops mm -hmm. but always the tank top which i think is fun because timmy is a skinny and he's always been the yeah. skinniest skinniest boy that's ever lived and he's never not been skinny but this comeback he had some definition in his arms and it was so exciting he was still so skinny but he had been doing some push-ups it was clear yes uh, so well, he had and them the guns arms out. <laughs> he had them guns out and um, the arms are very important to the choreography of this for sure um and he always had this like very like I mean, this was huge for being a, a androgynous beauty. Yes, because I think that's um, why I like the duo version the best, too, because mm -hmm. both him and Koharu are wearing, like, the same thing, and they both have yeah. the same... They have, like, the same haircut. haircut. Yeah. And, um, and it's very interesting because it's, like, I, I guess in that very stereotypical way, this one is the man and this one is, like, the woman, but also they're, like, 
very, very similar. And there's just like this very blendy androgyny thing about the whole thing. And it's so mm-hmm. great. And he wore like high-waisted billowy pants and was soaking mm-hmm. wet. Yeah. And he always <laughs> had like very like dramatic he he would do like great like smoky eyes mm-hmm. um for the performances even though the the costumes were usually pretty simple because the like focus of this is definitely on the choreography um but it was really interesting and like fun to see and he continues to do this today but like to see him really lean into and embrace that androgynous beauty of him because when he first came out with Ace and he and Jong talked about Pretty Boy um, you know Jong was kind of like teasing him a little bit about it and Timin was saying like yeah like I used to be I like need to start embracing the fact that I am pretty (laughs) and like leaning into that idea of you know like how can I be beautiful in a way that is not necessarily what the expectation is because I don't already fit that. Um, so it's interesting to see that sort of evolution of his look and his style and the kind of like the type of grace he brings to the stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want everybody to always remember that. Yeah, so Move was like the most important thing ever. Everybody learned the dance, including us. Maybe I'll put mm-hmm. our full move performance on YouTube as a treat for this episode. Um, but yeah, the lyrics to move, I had never looked at them before and I like them. They're very saucy. They're kind of just like, they, they're like, you should mess up your pretty hair and like, oh, your makeup is smudged because you're like dancing so much and like, don't fix it. Like, you look good. Like, just move your body. Like, you're Ooh. so captivating. It's just very... Come as you are seems to be the like whole vibe of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And we've said this on the show before and I wish I knew the school, but like this move music video is apparently used in a gender studies class somewhere as an example of like perfect androgynous fashion. So Mm -hmm. good job, Timmy. Good job, Timmy. And I think like great job in capturing that style and that concept of the, of the lyrics for sure, because this is a really like, it's not an in-your-face song at all. Like, danger is in your face. Yeah. And this is, like... And, like, he literally shouts, like, it's my showtime. And then Move is so quiet yeah. and subtle. But it is captivating. Like, you cannot look away uh, from Move. And it's just... Ah, uh, this is just... Ah, to me. A masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Um... Other masterpieces off of this album, there's another B-side called Thirsty, of which there is an SM Station music video for, and I think he did some stages of Thirsty as well. And Mm -hmm. then in December of 2017, this album was repacked as Moving, and it added this song called Day and Night. was written music and lyrics by Sweet Timmin. And I never knew that and it touched my heart because this is a very sweet it's just like a nice fucking song. Yeah, and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> I love this song. It's such a beautiful song. I this it has like a really lovely guitar line in it mm-hmm. and it uh the music video is just like him being pretty in like yeah. a forest or something <laughs> um but yeah i love that this is his 
I think it's his one and only composer like writing credit. credit. Yeah, like full music and lyrics by Timmy. And it's so beautiful. So like, g- good job, Timmy. Like you're, it's great. It's a good one. Good job. <laughs> um, all right, next thing on the timeline. From September 21st till November 26th, 2018, Tamian was on his first full Japanese tour, which was entitled Sirius, named after the brightest star. And Tamian said it was named that way so that I could make our time together the brightest moment. Aww. Um, but I literally gasped at this statistic. There were 32 shows in this tour. <laughs> By himself. He did 32 shows by himself. Mm -hmm. 32 shows (laughs) in 17 cities with more than 141,000 attendees. That is a monstrous tour. Monstrous. It's truly amazing. And like not to like this is taking nothing away from Tamin because he is wonderful. But it is so interesting to see looking at like other SM artists or even in the BOA episode and like counting BOA tours or whatever. Like SM loves Timmin. So it's that's very nice, at least to know that like I wish that everyone got the treatment that Timmin does, but I think it's great that he got to have a 32 show solo concert because that's great. Yes, but you're you're right. You're right. I mean, that is a flaw of SM for sure. Like you definitely see the um, inequity. Yes, that, uh, <laughs> of promotions that their artists get. Um, and Timin is one hundred percent. I mean, he is the he is the ace they love, uh, in their deck, favorite. and uh, and they invest heavily <laughs> in him for sure. Um, while this tour was happening, um, he put out his first full Japanese studio album, which was self-titled, Timin, uh, and the lead single was Under My Skin. He also released two pre-release tracks. So I say lead single with like an asterisk because Mm. sometimes Japanese stuff is hard to find specifically. And like, I know that there are music videos for Eclipse and Mars, Mm -hmm. which were the two pre-release tracks, but you cannot find them on like YouTube here in the States. This is the problem. This is why we usually don't cover these things because usually Japanese content is difficult to get if you are not in Japan. Yeah. So uh, just know that he he promoted three different tracks off of this EP. Um, and it also included Japanese versions of his previous solo releases. Um, and it happened uh, and was announced during the series tour. Yes. Um, and that series tour, as of this recording, is uploaded on YouTube in okay quality. And you can buy it on DVD, obviously. But I watched some of it today. Um, and yeah, I love it. I think it's great that the Taming Solo shows truly do have all of the like grandeur and spectacle and VCRs of a full shiny world tour, like, but just mm-hmm. for him. And it's yeah. really neat. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Um, but I mean, he also has like, even at this point in 2018, he has a pretty big discography already. So like, 
there's certainly no shortage of content to fill those 32 shows. <laughs> yeah. That is for sure. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the styling for Under My Skin, he's basically in the music video, he's wearing like a giant like monk robe. It's just like drowning in fabric and he's in an endless desert and then there's just like cubes and pyramids and things around. It's just like very, I feel like I have something about all of his Japanese music videos. They take place nowhere. Yeah. They all just take yeah. place in an expanse of nothingness. And maybe, maybe that's because... what's hard to connect to where I'm just like, I don't know what this is. You're just in nothing. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Like maybe this up until this point, his like artistic self, was <laughs> like just I don't know like this fantasy creature that like doesn't exist in in our reality or in any like tangible reality. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um but that was under my skin his first Japanese full album. Next up on the timeline on February 11th, 2019, he released his second Korean mini album which is entitled Want and the single had the same name. This music video on our YouTube channel, we blind reacted to it the day it came mm-hmm. out. If you want to check that out. Um, but this one was also choreographed by Kaharu Sugawara. Like we said, Taemin gets his people and he holds them. Um, and for want, he's got sandy blonde hair, but it's very long on top. It's like an undercut, but it's quite long. So in the video, Mm -hmm. it's worn in a lot of different ways. Um, the styling for want is very interesting because he mostly just wore like white t-shirts and like jeans or crazy suits that only had one arm it was like either this very simple billowy white t-shirt or this very fashion like half short sleeve half long sleeve crazy suit thing and there's so many snakes in the music video and the whole thing is just like very dark and like sexy and like kind of vaguely medical torture i don't know it's there's a lot going on in the want music video but mm-hmm. the lyrics are like, you will be a prisoner to my heat. So fall for me as I burn you up slowly. Ooh, Timmy Neek. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like this album as a follow-up to move fits beautifully in the like evolution of his artistry for sure um and it also establishes what i think you and i have called like the timing beat yes um like that sort of like dark sexy like (laughs) yeah and he also it's even in his uh the promoted b-side which was artistic groove um which had like uh that i think is like I feel like artistic groove to me feels like a direct sequel to move. Whereas want as the title is not necessarily like Mm. a direct line or parallel to it. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Um, But I love them. But I mean, want is great. I I love artistic groove as well. Um, They're just like, so like all of Timmy's um, work, very captivating to watch. Absolutely. Um, And I think he had a very like specific, specific, uh, 
trajectory um, in these two albums. The EP went to number one on the Weekly Gown chart and number four on the US Billboard World. It also charted in France, the UK, and Japan. He had two music show wins for Want on Show Champion and Music Bank as well. Very nice. Yeah, so I have some, I'll talk about B-sides from Want later, but um, that's a great little EP from 2019. (laughs) Um, And then in March of 2019, on the 15th, 16th, and 17th, he had his second solo Korean concert, which was titled T100101. Which I assume in binary spells something. Maybe taming. I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, But this took place at the Olympic Handball Gymnasium. um, And like the previous tour, a Japanese leg was announced later. That happened at the end of 2019. um, And 57,000 people total came to this concert series. I don't know what it means. I can't find out. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, and then this was confusing because it's like all happening at the same time. So like March, he did that. And then in June, June through August, he was on his second Japanese tour, which was called the Taming Arena Tour 2019. Till day XTM. <laughs> Till day. I don't know. Um, but this was 17 shows again in six cities with over 184,000 people in attendance. Um, and then I guess after that was over, they then added some T1001 shows in Japan as well. So, like, he was pretty much on tour from March to December mm-hmm. of 2019. Yeah, very, very busy. Um, and again, during the middle of that tour, right. um, he put out an album, a third Japanese EP on August 4th, 2019, uh, with the same title track, Famous. This is very exciting because Taemin has turquoise hair in this music video. A, a broken, yes. he's broken the pattern of black and white and he has turquoise hair. So it's very mm-hmm. worth noting. Um, but this song was choreographed by a different choreographer this time. This person's name is Chikara Rikamaru. Rikimaru. Chikara Rikimaru. Um, and they choreographed Famous, um, which has lyrics that are like, I'm so famous. I'm so fabulous. I don't even need schemes to make you mine because I'm famous. Like, that's it. I'm so fabulous. Famous. I love. So famous. <laughs> I love the choreo to this. The like, create, like, his hands stay still and his knees just like cut in and out <laughs> of the rhythm. And then like the little like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just great. There's, it's just great. I love this, and I also would argue that this is the first. Well, this is his. This is the most recent Japanese release he's done. So, like to date, I feel like we'll see what happens. Whatever he does as a Japanese follow up, but this persona aligns with want. It feels like a more a way better merging. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like in the. Because, like, the styling of the music video is similar to Want in that, like, they're, he's wearing, like, suits and, like, sort of, like, military-style things, right? And, like, 
Yeah. It's like suits, mm-hmm. leather jackets, and again, the white tee, the nice white tee tucked into like a black skinny yes. jean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the first one that doesn't, it's a box video. um, So it takes place like on a set, but not in this like, but it doesn't take place in this like nether region. In endless nowhere, yes. Yes. Um, uh, Yeah, so this is very interesting for, for him. I feel like there's elements to it that to me, I feel like it's a mixture of like, want and danger Mm. like you have a little bit of that's kind of where the intersection of the song is because the song goes harder than want does um but it's i freaking love this song (laughs) it is great um and this album sold fifty four thousand copies during its first week and it was taemin's first japanese release to top both the daily and weekly oricon charts at the same time congratulations (laughs) Um, All right, we're getting much closer to present day. Yes, here we go. Uh, September 7th of 2020, Tamin released the first half of a two-part album entitled Never Gonna Dance Again, Act One. Um, And this album was originally supposed to come out in July of 2020, but Tamin had a wrist injury and it got postponed. And then the whole thing kind of became a shit show from that point. Um, we talked about it a little in our end of year recaps. Um, but like, yeah, because everything got pushed back, the album then ended up getting like inadvertently spoiled, like because of a TV show, because it should have been out mm-hmm. already. It was kind of messy yeah. either way. And Timine was not happy <laughs> no, he about the way that it, it was. Yeah. So this is when Timine really was like, he was very unhappy with the way that things were promoted and released, and especially because we didn't mention this, but at this point in his career, he's also a part of Super M. So mm. he is have, and Super M was active at the same time. So I think in favor of promoting Super M in many ways, like some things that like his album had to change, he was not happy. And this signals, or I would say like really encourages Timmy's, I don't give a fuck and I'm going to spoil whatever I want attitude. rebellious attitude that I feel like this fuck up really awoke in him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which honestly is pretty fitting in the set when we talk about the concept of these two albums. Um, Because he did say that act one is about rebelling against the ordinary and the process of finding a new ego. So there were two main releases for Act One, and the first one came out uh, in August, a month before, and it was entitled Two Kids. We were just two kids, two young and dumb, all you go, mouth to hand, so to love the man. What can I do you, man, it's all done, good at it. This is a song that we definitely had in our top, in our 2020 top episodes. Um, But this uh, music video was, speaking of Super M, filmed in Paris when Super M was on tour at the beginning Mm -hmm. of 2020. So I do think it was all supposed to just like roll out smoothly and it didn't. Um, But it's great. The song, we both talk about the song makes us like inexplicably emotional yeah. Um, in the video, Timmy is doing like very emo interpretive dance. 
it's like I don't know it's just yeah. feelings it's uh, yeah and it does like aesthetically I feel like it looks like a follow-up to pressure number and that he's like in the streets and wearing like ripped jeans or whatever and just doing this sort of like a dance that looks like it's being improvised um but it is gorgeous and a little bit haunting yes but mm-hmm. speaking of a direct tie to press your number the actual single promoted for never gonna dance again act one is called criminal This one was choreographed by Casper, who is an SM choreographer who we talked about on the show a lot. And again, Kuharu Sugawara and Taemin as his little gang, they got together to make new choreo. And that music video director that I talked about, Joel Bomjin, who directed Press Your Number and Drip Drop, Taemin called him back because he trusts him and he wanted Criminal to be an extension of Press Your Number wherein the criminal that he plays in that music video is being punished in hell for what he fucking did. Like that is the premise of criminal is that that criminal from press your number is paying his dues. Finally. I actually didn't know that until literally right now. Um, I found an interview. That's awesome. (laughs) And, and knowing that music video so well because like obviously this just came out and we talked a lot about it when it did um criminal is so incredible and it's so beautiful and the music video set where he is like blonde and like tight it, like it mirrors the styling of press your number and i i can like see those connections so clearly now um so that's really cool to know that that was purposeful i i hadn't even made that connection um but yeah this criminal was was a huge success um the this one went to number one on the weekly gown chart part one went to number one um and criminal was actually named one of the top songs of 2020 by eight different publications in three different countries so this was huge yes um and like you said tamin was blonde for this one so we back to our blonde hair was a little shaggy um, mm-hmm. And the fashion statement in this music video was eye patches. Yes. Eye patches of all kinds. Lots of gloves. Lots of leather. Just like general. A little BDSM-y because of the tying up and the and the mm-hmm. leather and the... And in the stages, very, um, like, sort of religious, demonic iconography, I would say. Like, definitely very... Um, uh what am i thinking of like it definitely made a lot of allusions to a fall from grace right yes. or like a, a fallen angel and the and the lyrics are i think you could categorize them as like kind of kinky bdsme because he's like you elegant criminal you soothe and destroy me like it's mm-hmm. all about like every minute in your presence is pain and i want more of it is like the whole yes. thing <laughs> destroy me he says that destroy so me more <laughs> he says destroy me more except he says it in korean um yeah oh i love criminals so much it's so good um uh the go ready to go for the are we sure, ready let's to go to the, the next one. okay cool 
the like we said this was a two-part album so the second half of this third studio album never gonna dance again act two uh came out on november 9th 2020 with the title song idea And as we mentioned, this show, this song uh, unofficially features Boa. When it was announced, mm-hmm. it officially featured Boa. But by the time the music video came out, they had taken that parentheses off of it for whatever reason. But that is yeah. Boa going, killing me, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And I learned today that this song slash music video slash the whole concept is based off of Plato's cave allegory. And Plato's cave allegory is that if you had people who were born in a cave and they were shackled to the wall and all they could ever look at was the wall in front of them, then their only perception of the world would be the shadows Mm -hmm. that land on that wall. And that is technically their perception of the world, but that is not reality. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's that whole allegory. So, Tamin said... yes. Instead of being trapped in a cave and living in the shadows of the truth, I want to free myself from the darkness and embark on a journey of enlightenment where I discover a new ego, identity, and meaning. Um, So, like, aesthetically even, idea is much brighter than, like, basically everything before it. It's pretty Everything, anything he's ever done. Mm -hmm. It's colorful, he wears like all white and he wears blue and like these very rich colors. There's lots of feathers and he's in mm-hmm. the sky. So it's like birds and heaven. But there's also some come hell kind of set pieces in that music video. So yeah. it kind of goes back and forth. But the light parts of it feel so different from like mm-hmm. everything else. Yes, it very much matches because that Plato's allegory is all about like, you know, uh, a philosopher is like leaving the cave to then like search for enlightenment and see the, you know, the things casting the shadows. So it's definitely like the aesthetics of the of the album and the photo shoots like are literally night and day um, for criminal and idea. Um, And he has like the it definitely evokes in a similar way that criminal the performances evoked like a Catholic hell sort of mm-hmm. imagery. This definitely evokes heavenly imagery as well. Cause like his, his backup dancers literally wear white feathers like, like angels. angels. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, we have, when this first came out, we talked a little bit about, um, the song itself idea, because it's, um, interesting when you listen to it, he has like a very specific way of pronouncing idea. Um, and we talked a little bit about it, that it, there was, this is like unconfirmed, I suppose. Cause I didn't see anything where Timmy like recently said this, but there's a, um, a, I think it was a Blue Knight interview where he and Jong were talking about like song ideas that they had. And Jong had talked about writing a song and playing with the pronunciation of idea um, to play with uh, the idea of like my dear. Um, And so the the pronunciation is very distinct in this song. It's worth noting. I think it is. Yeah, I found I found the quote just now. What is it? Okay, so it's like. Jong is saying, a song titled Idea seems quite fine, now that I think about it. And Taemin says, really? 
And he says, when I heard the word idea, the pronunciation is good, right? But even though it's an idea, this idea that the I and the D are separated as in deer. And Tamian goes, oh, I dear. And then they laugh. And Jovian says, the idea is good, right? Anyway, the pronunciation is good. And Tamian says, that's right. And he says, and it seems like a good idea for a hook. And Tamian says, I'm scribbling it down now. And then <laughs> Jungin said, I'm afraid I'm going to forget it. I need to write it down in my phone. And that was the conversation. So I love that. And I love, I mean, I, I also love that like shawls have this like perfect memory that they can like pull these <laughs> random ass moments out and make these beautiful connections. Um, but especially because uh, like we have done a deep dive into Jong's solo career as well. And we talked about how his solo debut was called bass and it mm-hmm. is a direct connection to Timmy's ace um and i think that they really collaborated so much like we haven't really been talking about shiny a lot in this episode like you see a, a huge distinction um between like their their works but at the same time it's always an influence and a factor and so it's just like like yeah. he was saying he he is that one fifth of shiny so there's a a piece of that collaboration. And it's is also there. so interesting that you said that he said about Ace that he didn't want any shiny members on it and never wanted to like quote collab with shiny members so that it would stay separate mm-hmm. because I hear shiny members in Taming songs, even if they aren't there. Like I yeah. still to this day think that key is singing the main line on press your number. Like I hear <laughs> keys voice doing just the press your number. I hear maybe voice. maybe and it's like, Timmy doing key. a key impression right yeah. and there was I was listening to some b-sides today and when Tamin's like does his low voice he sounds like Mino and like I don't mm-hmm. know like the shiny is always part of it like the, it's I was there just anyway yeah I was just gonna say like one thing I mean we haven't started talking about b-sides yet but like one thing that's really great about listening to a full Timmy's EP or album is that he does do a lot of different vocal styles from track to track and I think you can definitely hear the influence of the other shiny members like depending on the tone of the song like some of the ballads have kind of like this warmth of like Onu and some of them like he has this great like Jong vibrato like I definitely feel like you can see those shades um, for sure. And I think because he literally learned how to sing from them. Like I didn't bring it exactly. up at the beginning because we like skipped over that part of the timeline. But when Shiny debuted, Tamin was known as a tone deaf member of that group. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. get, he barely has lines in the first album because he was the dancer and it was like that kid can't yeah. sing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, every time I see him, like, belting a note, I'm extra proud of him because he, like, started out as a child idol who couldn't fucking sing. And now he can. (laughs) No, and I'm so glad you made that point because I was going to – I was just thinking, like – this is not to say that he's intentionally imitating his members when right. he's singing this song. Like, I, I think that a large part of it could be completely subconscious. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that, yeah, he has been working with them since he was literally 11 um, and grew up with his whole teen years. Like, these are the trained singers that I sing with. Like, mm-hmm. it's only natural um, that there would be a lot of audible similarities. Um, but that's really fun. Like, in listen- I mean, we're going to talk about B-sides, but honestly, like, you can't go wrong listening to a full 
Timmy's album. Like, just put his whole discography on shuffle and you won't be disappointed. I promise. Agreed. <laughs> Um, all right, we have a few more timeline items, and then we can talk B-sides and watch Moo. Um, but on May um, May 2nd of this year, 2021, Tamin had a solo Beyond Live concert that was called NGDA, or Never Gonna Dance Again. Um, I was trying really hard to find, but SM didn't tweet. how. Like, sometimes after the Beyond Lives, they tweet how many people showed up. They oh, didn't, yeah. so I don't know how many people went, but... If you didn't catch it, there are some really good concert highlights, including a VCR that he did where he did like a shiny retrospective and dressed up as like put on wigs to dress up as himself as a child. It was Um, great. It's so well done. And honestly, it took me until like a minute into that video or like a few. It took a while for me to realize that it wasn't old footage of Timmy. Like, I didn't immediately recognize that that was not him during replay. Right. Because he put a wig on. Right. (laughs) Um, But all of those are still available on the shiny YouTube channel if you want to check them out. And just, I realized that I didn't mention this, but because we always got to give credit where credit is due off of this album, um, he does have a lyric cred on uh, one of the B-sides called Heaven, which would originally had been performed at only concerts and never released. So fans were really excited that this was on, like finally on one of the Mm -hmm. albums. And it's one of his promoted B-sides, so there are performances that you can find of Heaven. He also wrote the lyrics for the B-side, Think of You. Yes, and another B-side from Never Gonna Dance Again called Be Your Enemy, they released an SM Station music video for that where he just, like, stands and sings it. Um, But that exists. (laughs) Um, And then that brings us to the very most recent thing, which was but a week ago. On May 18th of 2021, he released his third mini album, which is entitled Advice. This song was written by a Danish production team of like 10 people, so I didn't write their names down, but that's who wrote advice um and i couldn't find any sales information about it it's probably too early (laughs) yeah i couldn't find anything about that either um but he has talked a little bit about how this is the shortest amount of time he's ever had in order to put together an album or or a comeback of any kind um and he's done like a few different v lives in promotion of it um and he has seemed a little bit unsure of the final product um which i think is probably just a symptom of he of him being a artistic perfectionist perfectionist, um because i do think this is great like this is absolutely one of my favorite eps of his um i think it's so as as an album unit it's wonderful yes as a whole piece it's fantastic and the song advice is um i mean it's it's a little wild um but it's not as crazy as idea was like idea is a is a strange composition um and i advice feels like a toned down like I know uh, that, yeah, and I know that this isn't 
a taming solo, but I feel like advice feels like a predecessor, like, or feels like a follow-up to don't call me. It's in the vibe of don't call me. Yes. Which is Shiny's most recent full uh, comeback, mm-hmm. which was it a different Shiny fits in sound, that world. And it, mm-hmm. like, it feels like a continuation of that kind of thing. Like, the way that he's yeah. like, never get the keys to my lock. Like, that's yes. the same, like, sick of yeah, all yeah, your yeah, trash. Yeah. Like, they're starting yeah, yeah, yeah. to do, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. And this is a song that is about rumors, and uh, and the chorus is like, I you know don't want advice, like, um, and like it's he's kind rejecting. Of, it's a little like I was surprised by how um, aggro aggressive the yeah. the lyrics are. Same with "Don't Call Me," where it's like you can take me apart however you wish, but like keep pushing and see what I'll fucking do. Like it's Mm -hmm. kind of threatening, like keep being creative with your insults. But my advice is don't mess with me because if you push me, you're going to find out what happens. And it's like, it's very like, just try me, bro, which is Mm kind of different. Cause he's usually like, no, my love. And this one is like, do you want to fight me? Which is yeah, this is for sure. Like his other his other releases have been either like this sensual seduction, this like soft seduction, or like his initial debut was very you know like showboaty, like uh you know, and he's done that again in like famous. Um, or he does this like artistic ex like introspection with Mm -hmm. like criminal and and uh, idea. And then advice is, yeah, it's like somebody who's at the end of their rope. Like, they don't have patience for your shit anymore. Um, and, yeah, it's very, it's a very interesting, I love it. It's such a like, interesting sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and the key point in the choreography, because it is a lot about, like, rumors and, like, speaking, you know, just, like, talking bullshit. Um, and so there's, like, this great part in the chorus, which has, like, a... Um, hand very specific hand choreo that mimics the look of like a mouth moving Mm -hmm. um and it's it's so cool the choreography you have to see it you have to see it it. and I also thought I don't know if this is a stretch but I thought today while watching all of this stuff that I feel like there is a kind of nice cyclical loop aesthetically from advice all the way back to danger Yes, Um, because danger has its very clear black and white aesthetic. I said like he had both black and white hair and that was kind of the vibe of the video. Whereas advice also has that he's wearing Mm -hmm. half black and white suits and some of the dancers are wearing black and some are white and whole rooms are split black and white. And it just like, I don't know if even his hair is two colors. Yes, but it felt like it was coming like this is his last thing he's going to make for a while. And so it almost felt like he was trying to close a bit of a loop. Mm-hmm. on this era of taking yeah. I don't know. No, I think I think that's a super valid theory especially when you think about like the other um the other like fashion choices from this music video cuz there's a piece where um he has like very like when he's wearing the white crop top um mm-hmm. with the like supreme uh Sports the supreme bra. bands on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh they 
it looks like the eye makeup is very dramatic and it looks kind of like he's been like crying. crying. Um, and so like, I feel like he did like a very, he did super smoky eyes in danger. He also wore a lot of like fishnet in danger, which he has not ever like after danger. He never really worked fishnet into his look. And then in the, um, the plaid outfit that he wears in uh, advice, yes. which is a super key bummy look. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that he's wearing, um, he's actually wearing like fishnet thigh highs and then he has like knee high socks and tall boots over them um which i didn't notice until he wore the he wore that outfit on stage on one of the music shows and i was like oh my god those are thigh highs to me so again Um, tying it back to the want thing i do feel like this was another chance for him to be like gender expression is bullshit mm -hmm. and like i'll wear girl clothes quote unquote like Cause that's the thing is like, he's wearing, he's literally wearing a sports bra in one part of this music video. But like, I think actually people, (laughs) people have tried to find the item and And there is a, no, it's a, it's a long sleeve crop top with a like waistband type on the bottom. So when he wears it underneath the hooded crop the like cropped sweatshirt it the band you see makes it look like he's wearing a sports bra and then he has like the matching underwear uh band as well and it's such a good look like he looks amazing it's also really crazy because there's a one of there's a backup dancer i can't remember her name right now but she did mm -hmm with kai and she looks like timmy when she has a hat on and, like, so in that scene, I was like, oh, my God, he looks exactly like that girl dancer who looks exactly like him. Like it was Because like, he also has long, long hair, hair in this. He has his, like, shoulder-length extensions in, which are two-toned. Um, so I think, like, I love that you've been tracking the black and white, like, motifs. Yes, yeah, so this, this time is he both. has the black and white, and the bottom is kind of that bluey turquoise, which is, again, the mm-hmm. only other color he's ever done in solo yes. work. It all mixes. It all ties together. Um, it all yeah. ties together. But I love, I love the advice video because I don't. Again, I don't know if it's purposeful, but I feel like it is. I feel like at some point in the last couple of years, Shiny has realized how very much we just like desperately need to see shiny things, and then it makes us really happy because this the pearl aqua motif on this music video is inescapable. None Mm -hmm. of the other music videos have it, but this one, like, full pearl aqua backgrounds, and there's a scene where Timmy is, like, naked and, like, covered in, like, smudges and inky tattoos, and one of them is, like, a shiny diamond on the hand that he's playing piano with. Come on. Yes. And the piano, I think also, like, first of all, in the Don't Call Me, like, that was, he, it has a very distinctive, in Chinese most recent comeback, Don't Call Me, um, they have a piano break where Timmy does actually play the piano in the song. And this song starts with a very distinctive piano line as well. And uh, Mino surprised him during one of his uh, V Live comebacks, or comeback V Lives, and then also did a React video uh for this music video with him and they discussed his use of the piano because it's very distinctive in the song and Tamin said that he really enjoyed um using the piano as a like representation of his 
of himself. Um, and so like the way that he has worked the piano in and chooses to work the piano. And he was like, this is like representing my identity as an artist. Um, this instrument is representing me. And it has come up a lot. Like he, he does use piano a lot in his, um, not only in the titles, but also in the B sides. And I think it's always such a beautiful way he works it in. Um, so he's an artiste. I tell you, he's just an artiste. He is an artiste. Um, so that basically reaches the end of our timeline, um, brings us to today in five days, Timin will be enlisting in the military. He's going to be in the band like his, uh, shiny teammate he was. Um, so we'll probably see him a couple of times in public performances and it'll be okay. Um, I mean, we saw so much of Key while he was it's in the military. True. It's so, very true. <laughs> um, but speaking of, like I said earlier, Taming is the favorite at SM Entertainment in a way that no one else, like in a way that again only Boa might be, because in my eight years now of being a K-pop fan, I have probably watched no less than fifteen SM dudes enlist in the military, and. Taemin got a video package from everyone who's ever worked there, including Lee Suman, like a whole video package being like, bye Taemin. Like they've never acknowledged anyone else enlisting yeah. ever. And he is getting like a full, he is getting the full send off. A full send off. He, he is the favorite. He is the favorite. He is the ace mm -hmm. and he is the baby. <laughs> I mean, he's probably one of, like, he's definitely one of the youngest trainees they've ever had. So um, it is, it, he has in so many ways grown up at SM yeah. um, in ways that a lot of the other artists have not necessarily. So it's just, but yeah, for sure, the, the, the favoritism is. <laughs> Not that he doesn't deserve it, because we love our Timmy Nee, and he deserves the world, our sweet baby cheese. Um, but yeah, so that is the timeline of Tamin's solo career up until this point, and knowing him, he will probably have some uh, so many ideas cooking while he's gone, and he'll want to get right back to it. So 2023, we'll have some Timmy time, no worries. We'll have Timmy's time and just in time for Shiny's 15th anniversary. It will all work out just fine. Um, all right. So this is the part of the deep dive um, where if we are familiar with enough with the group, we would like to recommend some B-sides that are not on the timeline that we think you should check out. And like you said earlier, I truly think that because Timmy's discography is not at this point, it is not overwhelming. You can get through mm -hmm. the whole thing in an hour or two. So I say listen to all of it. Just straight up say that. Because it's yeah. not a crazy amount of music to take in. So you can do that. It's not <laughs> a crazy amount of music to take in. I mean, especially if you just... Like when I say listen to all of it, I am specifically referring to the Korean discography only because I have not listened to all of the Japanese. If it's uh, not releases. available on iTunes, we're not listening to it. So just yes, saying. but like I have all of Timmy's Korean releases, and I will just like listen. That is like I'll just listen to it in order. Like start it from Ace and go all the way through, and it's an incredible evolution. Like this is one of the reasons I love him as like a whole artist because it just works as like a 
it just all works together so well. Like he knows who he is and what kind of music he wants to make. And it's all incredible. Um, but I was able to pull some specifics. Do you have any specifics? I have some specifics. I am seeing a little overlap with you. Okay. Um, but the songs that I picked all have a common thread. Because mm. I was trying to find a something. Because like I said, it's not an insanely huge discography. So it was hard for me to be like this one when I could just tell you like, just listen to it. Um, <laughs> but most all of the songs that I picked heavily feature blues guitar or acoustic guitar. Mm. It's a very specific John Mary sound that always <laughs> shows up on Taming B-Sides. Um, so those are the ones that I wrote down. Okay. What's your first pick? First pick. In no particular order. In no, or particular no particular ranking. Order, ranking. I saw that this one was on your list too, but one by one from the press album. Excellent. Because it has really good blues guitar in it. Like yes, it. that song, I specifically, like, that opening, to me, this sounds like a Prince song. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it is, like, it would fit on the Purple Rain album. I mean, like, that that opening uh, riff and the, like, sort of minimal percussion and, like, other instrumentation in it, it's all sort, it's sort of, like, echoey in that, in that, like, Prince mm-hmm. kind of way. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely one of mine as well. Um, my first one, only in chronological order, uh, is from his first EP, Ace. It was the song Wicked. This song is really jazzy. It has super big horns in it. And I feel like this, to me, is a shine. It's the most shiny song that I think any of his albums have like this is the one song in all of his discography where I listen to it and I'm like this sounds like a shiny song um it has really big vocals which I think is amazing because like you mentioned he was criticized for not being a good singer and he put this song on his very first EP which has a huge belt in it and he sounds great um and so I shout out to Wicked it's a great it's a great fun song (laughs) good choice um, okay, let me, I'm trying to think chronologically. Okay, my next chronological one is from the album Move, and it is called Back to You. Again, to hear that heavily featured guitar, this is what I want. This is all I need. That's all I need out of a Taming song. I like I like it because I think that's what's fun about his albums. And maybe all of my favorites are the ones that are seemingly the antithesis to the title track or something, <laughs> like in vibe wise. And I think that yeah. but I think that's what's fun about his albums is that you can have a crazy title track like Move. And then there's something like this that just feels like pleasant coffee shop music or whatever, like on the same album. Yeah, and I think his albums tend to, like, take a journey, you know? Like, he does um, he does try a lot of vocal styles out in the different tracks, but I think that they, like, build appropriately, and he, like, usually, like, it, the title track might be, like, highest, the highest energy, and then mm-hmm. it sort of, like, 
I feel like his albums usually wrap up on this kind of back to you <laughs> not note. Like uh-huh. this is like a typical ending song for Timmy. Um, so it's just interesting to know that he has that kind of like trend to the general sound of his yeah. albums. Uh, my B-side off of this same uh, move is called Crazy For You. <laughs> just think this song is great like I mean I love Timmy's like weirder song like on every single album he has one that is just like fucking weird and they're usually my favorite ones um but uh this song is just like it's dark and it's like sensual um but it's like soft and interesting and it just has a really it's just a really unique sound to it um and I think like this song is I don't know it's just special it is special. special something to it there is something special to it um, okay, my next uh, acoustic guitar jam <laughs> from the Taming <laughs> album is off of Want, and it's called Never Forever. Never Forever, baby. Um, again, speaking of our mysterious lady voice, there is definitely a mysterious lady voice in this song. Um, and just like excellent, just like really beautiful, like acoustic guitar licks and Ooh, like I don't know it's just a good it feels like a good like drive like a kind of melancholy driving song mm. there's something about never yes it's just kind of like I don't know man it's gonna yes go. a good a good song to drive through nowhere yeah right <laughs> Um, that whole, um, EP, I think I had a hard time. I didn't choose one of those off of it, but I couldn't pick one because that whole album, like if you want to know, you know, like what kind of like Timmy is, is he a good singer? Listen to this EP. Um, because this, every song off of this album, I think is so strong vocally and he Mm -hmm. has a lot of, this is a more ballad heavy EP, um, than his usual releases. And they're all really beautiful. My next favorite is off of the Never Gonna Dance Again Act One, um, which I do always hear is that careless whisper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always read it that way. I'm never gonna dance I mean, there's that's that's the tune that goes with that phrase. It's never been used any other way. Yeah. That's it. Never gonna, gonna dance again. Anyway, off of that album, uh, my favorite B side off of Part One is Clockwork. It's like work, work. This song, I think, was um, definitely a huge fan favorite when this album came out. Um, it's so beautiful uh, and in a very distinctly heartbreaking way. Um, and I think it was definitely one that I saw met like a lot of different people mention, um, Mm -hmm. as a favorite B side. Um, it's just beautiful, but I will say like, there are the, this whole album has a, has a few different tracks on it that are, um, slower and like more ballad heavy and they are all beautiful. 
Um, you should share your next Never Gonna Dance Again because I couldn't, I didn't pick any off of either of this album. Oh, okay. That's fine. Not a problem. <laughs> My next pick, uh, along the lines of why I picked Crazy For You, uh, this is from Never Gonna Dance Again, Act 2, Impressionable. Impressionable. <laughs> This song is just fucking wild, you guys. Like, it's just crazy. It has that Timbaland, like, bullfrog impressionable. And I, like, <laughs> I love it. I don't know. It's just so, it's so wild. And I, I every time it comes on, I just, like, turn it up because it is just fun. It's just, like, weird and fun. And I love when he does weird-ass shit like this. There's one on every album. Yeah. <laughs> Except advice. It doesn't have a weird one. I, don't, I would argue that advice is the weird one. But my last B-side, I think, was a shared B-side of both of ours. Um, again, the whole advice EP is very good. It's five songs yes. and they're all perfect. But if we have mm-hmm. to recommend one, we will both pick strings. This is a this is Timmy's declared favorite song off this album, so we're not wrong. Um, <laughs> and he like said that it's a song for listening to like alone in the dark and like <laughs> in your bedroom. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. Um, but I love it. It has a similar vibe to I said this, and I know I hate comparing K-pop to Western music, but it has a similar vibe to that like one Zayn song and that one Nick Jonas song that are just like a very simplistic, like a, just a guitar and a bass and a very echoey sensual vocal. Mm-hmm. And this song has that, but I like it better than either of those other two that I just mentioned. Um, sure. And again, mysterious woman voice. Um, theory in our group's chat is Winter from Espa is who it is, but we'll never know because they don't credit because these bitches. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just an incredible, like, it's such a beautiful, like, sexy song. And um, the concept of it is, like, Timina said that it's about, like, him being a string instrument and uh, play me like one. you can play him. <laughs> uh, that's the vibe of the song. So it's a really good one. There's also a Taeon feature in this album. Um, we didn't mention it, but on Move, there's also no. Is it Move? Where's the Wendy feature? The is Wendy on feature is on again? Never Gonna Dance Again Two. That's uh, right. It's called and then, Be Your Enemy, and there's a Solgi one called Heart Stop that's on Move. Move. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he, he. I feel like we've talked about them a few times, but he usually on most of his albums or minis has a one duet with one of the feature. SM girls, mm-hmm. like usually. Yeah, which, which is, is really nice. which is really nice. Yeah. Um. So those are some B sides of Tamin's you should check out uh, as requested by us. But again, his Korean can't go wrong. is not overwhelming, and you should just give it a listen. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but if you are here from Super M, just be aware it's nothing like Super M. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. Um, but yeah, 
that's do you have any i mean we have to we'll take a break and we'll watch move but do you have any final i can't i can't tape i don't know i don't have final thoughts but do you have anything else you want to say about tape before we take a break <laughs> um i don't think so i think I, we can we can wax poetic uh after move okay okay so um everybody get some water i'm sure you need it we'll be right back to watch move attention k-pop shoppers k-star music la is the newest spot in los angeles to get all your favorite k-pop goodies you can visit them at 3500 west 6th street in los angeles or shop anytime at kstarmusic.online and listeners have asked me about k-pop get a special free gift when you use code kstar with ama at checkout so whether you have albums to pre-order, light sticks to collect, or just need some more Kakao Friends plushies, you can always visit K-Star Music in person or at kstarmusic.online. All right, we are back. And we are going to watch Taemin's most popular music video together, which is currently Move version number one. Um, on a regular episode of this show, we would normally watch a random music video from a random group, but on Deep Dives, we watch the most popular video for the Deep Dive subject. Um, so, yes, we mentioned in the timeline that there are three different versions. Um, the There is this version, which came out first, and it is the, you know, like you could argue that it's like the official version, the version. Um, in the sense that it follows the format of a regular music video, because then the two follow-ups are performance videos where um like the duo version is just Timin and Koharu doing the dance and then the other like third version is Timin doing the dance with his backup dancers but this one is gonna have those cut It'll shots have of like ups yeah. and like yeah like the set piece the fashion set pieces sure. and not just this is not just about the choreo all right, so if you want to watch along with us, pull up Tamin's move number one, and then I'm going to say three, two, one, go, and press play when I say go. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, all right, the we've TV. got a TV coming into focus. <laughs> it's playing like a VCR Trash or VHS. Truck. CCTV. Mm-hmm. CCTV footage wow, of I like a. I do not remember this version. I only ever watched the duo version. <laughs> I know, me too, but I do remember the shirt that he's wearing where it says take, take a, a small, small bite, bite on the corner, Vera on the collar, because I remember people making jokes about him being a snack. Yes. Because he does look like a snack. His arms are out always. High collars and bare arms. It's And raining. wide pant legs. The whole music video, he's soaking wet. Every time it's outside, it's raining. We've got a couple different outfits so far. He's either in the street in the rain. Oh, oh my God, yes. the full face mask. And he loves a full face mask. That is another visual motif that factors into Absolutely. tons of his uh, music videos. This like gilded mask he has. And his backup dancers are just wearing the classic, like, all black 
the highway to sailor sailor short in leather mm-hmm. some kind of black top yeah. that was the best like when we did team meeting or when we did this song in class it was very easy to put the outfit together yeah it's a very it so easy. easy dance out oh my god this go- chest out gold shirt yeah. he i love there's Kohar. there she is um, so this has like a mix of of the other two versions. There are scenes cut in. Oh, what a duo! What a team! They're great. I'm just grateful all the time that he has people who understand him around, so that he can make his perfect art the way he wants to. Yeah, I totally agree. Because he clearly is able to, I think, explore a lot of his different, like, artistic visions. And, like, it's so... She's so hot. Sorry. Yeah. No, she really is. It's wild. I love this dance. There's a reason it stopped the world, y'all. Can you see? It's a fucking moment. And this shirt. button. (laughs) And nipples. The whole thing is, the whole thing is see-through. And this again, (gasps) chest. Nipple points. Nipple points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this dance is so dramatic, even though you can't, it's not featured here. And Taemin is doing what is known. We haven't talked about it because it's visual, but... He holds yeah. his arms out like Jesus on the cross, and it's his the quote unquote T pose, and it's in most yeah. of his uh, works, and it's a mm-hmm. it's like a taming thing, like the way that Michael Jackson would stand with the hat, like taming puts his yeah. arms out. And the T in particular is a huge is a is a repeated line in this choreography in mm-hmm. particular, because that whole thing where he goes dun dun, and you do the one yes. arm and then you do the yeah. other. Mm-hmm. And there's there it also is. a fan. Yep, there it is. Uh, there's also an excellent fan kick. Oh, the uh, fan by kick. him and his dancers in this, in this, which is great. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, the whole con. This has like a very sort of Blade Runner feel to the sort of like griminess and the like way that I feel like the cinematography mm-hmm. echoes that movie to me. Um, but it's just like him dancing in the street in the rain. That's all it is. It's like hidden CCTV footage of you know this. But yeah, there's I guess, also a enigma. kind of um, there's an almost like kind of creepy like. I don't know if it's Black Mirror-y. I think Blade Runner is a good thing, too. But, like, also there are moments where, like, people's, like, faces get censored all of a sudden. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the tracking. If... (laughs) I saw a Reddit thread that was like explaining VCR tracking to like young people <laughs> that like the tape used to bounce and you'd have to like press the thing and correct the lines. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a thing about it where it almost seems like quote unquote reality is glitching in that kind yes. of like matrixy way. Yes, because it cuts, especially because it cuts from the scenes in the street to that one the one set piece where he and his dancers where and the dancers the have their and like, yeah and they have that like there's a lot of music videos where he has at least one image that looks like a renaissance painting in some way <laughs> yeah um and so like he and in that reality or whatever uh like the 
dancers' faces are often obscured or his face is in that gilded mask like we mentioned. Yeah. So I think that's a that's a good good point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um all right. Well, now it is time for weekly recommendations and usually during deep dives these are themed recommendations. So, what Timmy things did we not mention that you can recommend right now? My recommendation is for um, a Timmin and Sulgi collaboration stage from the 2019 SM Town uh, show in Tokyo, SM Town Live Tokyo 2019. Timmin and Sulgi perform a duet version of Drip Drop. So it's not just him performing Drip Drop and her coming out and dancing with him. She sings it with him. And this is another piece of evidence to collect that maybe Sulgi is the mystery female vocalist in that song. Um, but it's so good and I think that as a fan of Sulgi I would argue that they have a very very similar artistry very similar like sensuality and very similar like sense of self as dancers and uh, so together I think they work perfectly mm-hmm. um and it is not a manor hands perform it's not a partner dance but it's not a manor hands performance mm-hmm. um which is good and um it's just really great and it's just like shout out to the subunit that we still have not been given yet mm-hmm. smu cowards. cowards um because that would be like that would be the subunit of the fucking century um Solgi recently did a, a reaction to Timmy's advice <laughs> and the whole time that i when i was watching her watch the music video i was like man i would love like i bet she would like she would do this so well and like especially mm. with his long hair and it being like a like parts of it being like very feminine choreography I was like oh my god I could so see Sulgi doing this and several parts throughout the react she was like I want to do this like oh I'm so <laughs> jealous I want to do something like this and I was like let her do it yeah. let her do it SM anyway that's my recommendation Timmy and Sulgi Drip Drop 2019 SM Town Live Tokyo Yay, it's that's so such a good one. I'm so I'm so glad that Tamina and Sulky have each other. They always go to each other's concerts, and I think that's so nice. Yes, we love the we love SM, SM and we love family. intercompany family <laughs> friendships. We love it. We love to see it. And we didn't talk about it during the timeline, but like of course there are so many excellent, excellent uh clips from all of his concerts where one or more of the members of shiny go to support him um jong was known as his as the president of timmy's fan club mm-hmm. uh famous for going to his off tour head to toe in uh off merch um so of course he was always very supported by yes. his by his members he's and his colleagues boy he's he's the idol's boy. idol baby What's your recommendation? Okay, I feel like I have like two-ish, re- two recommendations. I didn't think I would, but I think I do. So the first one already came up, but I'll just second it, which is the video of Mino watching Advice with Timin. I just think that it's really special and nice. For the uninitiated, I am deeply Mino biased, so he is my favorite, but... um. He did a little reaction video with Tamien, and I feel like it was the only choice. Like, if the other members weren't available, I'm really glad that Mino got to do it with him because 
I feel like Mino is the empath of Shiny and is the one who like understands what's how to read the room and he mm-hmm. understands that Timin has been sensitive a little sad a little, <laughs> a little sad lately and I could tell that he knew that and so he was like the perfect person to watch this video with him because he's like hyping him up exactly and when Timin is like oh I wish I should have I should have done this instead he's like no no it was perfect and like I don't know it just like really made my heart happy to like know that He's always taking care of and he has people who are on his side and will hype him up when he's feeling sensitive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Minu did it in a way that I think was so sincere and genuine that like he took, he wasn't just being like a very energetic, like hype man. He was being a very like, he was taking it seriously and like very like considering the like artistic motivations and like making comments about the like impact of certain movements or, or looks or whatever. And I, I think he just, it was exactly what Timmy needed to hear. Yes. Um, So it was beautiful to watch. So that warms my heart. And so definitely watch that if you haven't. And then the other recommendation I was going to make, which I feel like I've made on the show before, but it is a very important moment to me and it is shiny day. And it's one of the funniest things that Timmy's ever done or that the rest of shiny has ever done. So if you have never watched what I refer to as the cell phone debacle from we got married <laughs> before, you can find it on YouTube. The title of the video is English sub. We got married. Timmy nine parentheses one seven seventeen and then hashtag zero three the videos are all cut up that way but that's the part i want you to watch and that part is english subbed tamin is trying to watch music bank to see if now and wore the present that he gave her on stage and none of the phones are working because they're in japan and he throws the biggest baby shit fit i've ever seen in my life <laughs> And Jong and Mino and Ki are there, like, not making it worse. And it's so funny and it's so, like, triumphant and satisfying when they figure it out. And it's just truly one of my favorite shiny clips ever. It's a bummer that Onu isn't in it because he was hiding from TV that year. Because otherwise it would be all the way perfect. But because it's shiny day and it's, like, truly the babiest baby taming you could ever see, I have to recommend that if you haven't watched it. Um, I love that recommendation, especially because it shows, I think that is like, so it, it's a great example of the dynamics that each one of the members have with Timmy. Like Jong is like sincerely, desperately trying to help. And Mino is like, kind of like a blustering dad, like trying to tell you, like give suggestions, but not helping. And Ki is like actively making things worse. (laughs) Ki just like walks in a couple of times and decides like, no, I don't want to be part of yes. this. And he leaves. This, oh, that's right. That's right. He just turns around and leaves. He like sees Timmy start to throw a tantrum and goes, absolutely no. not. <laughs> and just walks away. No help at all. But at least he's not actively making it worse. Yes. That's what he would be doing now. Sure. <laughs> Nowadays, he would be uh, making things more mischievous. Yeah. Um, well, those are our recommendations as well as absolutely everything we've talked about for the last two hours because yeah because again you can't go wrong um and we if you would like to hear more about uh 
Timmy's choreography and the visual elements in his music videos and performance videos. Make sure that you're signed up for our Patreon um, because we will be continuing this deep dive with a visual component um, that will only be available on our Patreon. So patreon.com slash pod for only $3. You can join us. Yeah. Um, well, I hope that you all enjoyed this deep dive into a very, very, very precious person to us. Um, we hope that you love and respect him the way that we do as an artist and a true gift to the world of K-pop and the legend that like mm. can't be the, the accomplishments that he has made in the like his 13 years in the industry and he's still only 27 years old yeah he's astounding so Mm -hmm. please get on the train come join us (laughs) while we patiently wait for him he goes away to military it will go by so fast it goes by so fast i know that this is a lot of people's i we got a couple of sweet emails and like i know that this is a lot of people's first enlistment but I can tell you very confidently as someone who's been in this game a long time, it goes by really fast. It does. So much faster than you think. And since he's going to be in the band and he is a person who like has Instagram, I guarantee you that we will continue to see him. Like you will see him at public performances. You will see if he does musicals, which he's never really been a musical person, but like if he does military musicals, then like maybe you'll be able to see pictures of him then. Whenever he has like a day off, or someone will come visit him, Mino he is will post absolutely it on his Instagram. gonna go visit yeah, him, like, like for sure. He will not be forgotten. Mm-hmm. They will not no. leave him alone. <laughs> Mino will definitely go and visit because no pictures. one came to visit Mino, so he's gonna like I extra know. be like, well, fine. No I'll really Mino. visit people in the military. Then. I know uh, he because he was a marine. He was posted far away, which is why people didn't go visit him. But he was very bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed uh, getting to spend some time thinking about my baby cheese and all that uh, he means to me. So, um, yeah, this was fun. Yeah, thanks for joining us because this was definitely, I mean, I know it was all, it is our most requested episode, but this is also like such a self-indulgent treat for us because we love our sweet Timmy and we will patiently wait as long as it takes. He keeps asking us, wait, please wait. Don't look at anybody else while I'm gone. (laughs) He's so silly. No one will leave you, Timmy. You could never. leave you. Could never. Wouldn't even dream of it. All righty. Well, that's it for today's episode. Um, And like Angelica said, join our Patreon if you would like some more taming content as well as 10 plus uh, episodes of extra Ask Me About K-Pop Fun on Patreon. Um, You can follow us on social media at AMA K-Pop Pod on all of the places. Linktree slash AMA K-Pop Pod has the links to our Discord, our YouTube channel, our Spotify we have playlists all over those things. Um, you can call us, 181-AMA-K-POP-5. Okay. You can write us a letter, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90026. 
Um, and KPSN podcast festival is happening in July. It's all getting locked in, baby. So, um, yes. tinyurl.com slash kpsnfun21 to get your tickets. Get them now before they get more expensive. We are going to be doing a live show as well as so many other great K-pop podcasts, including some that are made by listeners of this very show. It's a mm-hmm. community effort, baby. Yes, all <laughs> proceeds go to a good cause. Um, and the tickets right now are only $5, but uh, it, they will eventually go up to about 20 I believe. Um, we will be posting all of the information and uh you know updates and such on our social medias um so if you want to stay tuned for more info about kpsn please make sure that you follow us there yeah um all right that is it we're gonna say goodbye for now um and we will be back next week with something else fun and again thank you for indulging us on two plus hours of our sweet baby cheese (laughs) Never enough. Never forever, babe. I was just (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Exo teaser images. Oh, you Tony see looks them? good.